Everyone is important, but no one is indispensable. In the Gospel of Mark, the very first thing that Jesus says when he starts his public ministry is to declare, the kingdom of God has drawn near. That's in Mark chapter 1. Today we hear in Mark chapter 4, which is basically um, this chapter in which Jesus tries to unpack what he meant when he said that, the kingdom of God has drawn near. And to do that, he uses what we call parables. They're like these short teaching stories. Um, and there's four of them in this chapter. So first he does the parable of the sower, which I think a lot of us are familiar with. Then he does the parable about, you know, not hiding a lamp underneath a bushel basket. And then we get to the two parables that you just heard read by Melanie. So the parable of the seeds and the parable of the mustard seed. And we are going to get to why parables and why those parables in just a moment. But first, we need to talk about Joanne Tom and we need to talk about Dilly Bars. Now, if you don't know about Joanne Tom, she was our director of Christian education for over 30 years. Um, she passed away during COVID. And so this weekend is gonna be our first chance to finally uh, honor her life altogether as a congregation. Everybody's important, nobody is indispensable, but in this community, Joanne Tom is about as close to indispensable as you can possibly get. And if you don't know about Dilly Bars, God bless you because neither did I until four days ago. That was Monday. Monday would have been Joanne Tom's 66th birthday. So a couple of us went um, and walked around Frame Park in Waukesha in her honor. She used to walk there a lot. And so what had happened was uh, one of the people who was gonna walk with me, Pete Micklejohn, he sends me this message before we meet up saying like, hey, do you want me to bring cake or dilly bars or something? To which I immediately thought, what the heck is a dilly bar? And to be honest, I was assuming that it must have something like be some kind of pickle, right? Because dilly, dill, pickle, which, okay, I, I hear how stupid that sounds now, but like, think about it for a moment. You Wisconsinites eat some very strange things. Those raw beef sandwiches, lutefisk, it is like not at all outside of the realm of possibility that Wisconsinites always bring pickle bars to their hikes, and I had just never known. But anyways, so we're walking around Frame Park, and Pete is trying to explain to me what a dilly bar is. So you have something from Dairy Queen. It's like an ice cream thing. Maybe you already know this. An ice cream, you're like, oh, okay. I said, so, so is it like an ice cream bar? And Pete's like, oh, well, no, no, it's, it's on a stick. Like, oh, okay, so it's more like a popsicle. It's like, well, no, no, it's got like this curly cue thing on it. Like, oh, okay, so is it like, like those softsters ice cream cones with the curly cue on top? He's like, no. No, it's covered in like chocolate or, or butterscotch or mint. And this is the point where he just gave up and he's like, you know what, why don't I just bring you one sometime and then you can like taste it and see it for yourself what it's like. Jesus has just told everyone the kingdom of God has come near. To which all of them say, kingdom of God? What the heck is that? Is that like some kind of pickle? So Jesus launches into these stories. He says, no, 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 listen, listen. The kingdom of God is like, and then he tells that parable of the sower that I think a lot of us are familiar with. You know, someone goes out and scatters seed and some of it lands on the rocks and some of it lands on the path and some of it lands in the weeds, but some of it lands in good soil where it grows and grows and grows. 
so the people listen and they go, oh, okay, got it. We need to be good soil, like better than all the other soil. We need to grow plants that are bigger than everyone else's plants and produce more harvest than everyone else. And then we get in to the kingdom, right? And Jesus is like, uh, no, no, no. Here, here, let me try again. Uh, the kingdom of God is like, and then he starts that parable the exact same way. It's like someone who goes out and sows seed, um, but then they just go up about their life normally and the seeds sprout and grow and produce the harvest and the farmer doesn't even know how it happened. And so the people go, oh, oh, okay, we get it. We don't need to do anything. We're just going to hang back. We're going to let God come in and fix everything. And when everything is good and fixed, we are going to come into the kingdom and enjoy the feast. And Jesus is like, uh, uh, no, no, here, uh, here, let me try again. The kingdom of God is like, it's like, oh, it's like a mustard seed, right? Really, really small, but grows and grows and grows. And then all of the birds of the air can find shelter in its branches. Now, Jesus has a little bit of a twinkle in his eye when he tells this story. He is playing on a passage from Ezekiel, which is often paired uh, with this story, like if we would have had two scripture readings today, you would have heard it. Um, and it's a story that um, his audience would be familiar with. And it's this passage in Ezekiel that compares the nation of Israel to a giant majestic cedar tree where all of the birds of the air find shelter in its branches. Now, Jesus is playing on that passage because mustard it's an invasive species. You do not want it in your field, nor do you want birds making nests in your field. Birds eat your crops. That's why we have scarecrows, right? It's like Jesus is saying, the people of God, they're not like a giant majestic cedar tree. They're more like a shrubby, scruffy, scrappy little weed that grows and grows and grows and spreads like wildfire and takes over the whole farm, whether the powers that be want it to or not. Everybody is important, but nobody is indispensable. In telling these stories, Jesus is trying to get people to hold both of those two contradictory truths together in one hand. Here's what's true. When it comes to the coming of the kingdom of God, which is like the transformation of this world, from our will being done to God's will being done, from how things are to how things could be, from dream to reality. When it comes to the coming of that kingdom, you and me, we are both so, so, so important and so utterly dispensable. God can only do things in this world if God does them through us. Christ has no hands and feet in this world except for ours. The Holy Spirit only breathes through us, only speaks through us. But here's what else is true. God's kingdom is coming, has come, will come. God's will will be done. It will one day be on earth as it is in heaven. God's going to get God's way, and that is going to happen even if we never do anything to make it happen. Even if you just sit around all day too exhausted to do anything, never lift a finger, God's will will be done and it will be beautiful. And I really
really hope, I really hope that you can hear the good news in both of those things, right? You are so important. You matter. You were made on purpose for a purpose. You get to play a part in making God's dreams come true. And this isn't all on you. This isn't all on you. This isn't on your shoulders. You are enough. You are so enough. It is unbelievable how enough you are. You are all good. You are all set. You have nothing to prove. You are in. Amen, eh? For those two truths, they are hard to explain, harder to reconcile, harder still to absorb and live into. And so Jesus tells parables, and he tells more parables, and then he tells more parables, and then he finally says, you know what, let me just show you. And he goes to the cross and rose from the grave to prove once and for all that all is finished. Everybody is welcome. Nothing more needs to be done. We have nothing to prove. God's grace is sufficient. Everyone is welcomed home. And not only that, but whatever we face in life, nothing, nothing, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God, not even death. And even though we die to this world, we will live forever in Christ. Amen? Amen. So, Pete showed up at church on Tuesday, and he had in his hand a bag of Dilly Bars. <laughs> They're pretty good, you guys. They're pretty good. I like them. We gave a couple bites to Sal. She liked them. Taste and see that the Lord is good, my friends. Um, some things just can't be explained. Some things can only be experienced. So, my friends, may we honor Joanne's life really, really well this week. And every week, may be, we be really deeply in touch both with our bigness and with our smallness, with our great, great importance and our utter insignificance, and may both of those things feel like good news. May we scatter seeds with wild abandon, and may God grant us the great privilege of getting to see some of them grow and grow and grow and bear fruit. And even more than that, may the seeds that we plant continue to reap a harvest long after we're gone. And may we know that when it comes to kingdom work, it's not something we ever do alone. It's always something we do together. So it's okay to take a break when we need it. Let someone else have a turn. Pass off the baton. Most of all, may we all know people who show up on our doorstep with dilly bars in hand. Amen. Thanks again to our praise band for leading us in worship this weekend. They're going to lead us in our hymn of the day offering. <laughs> 